Hey, what's going on? My name is Donnie, and you're listening to Behind the Success, the show that takes you behind the scenes and into the lives of people who are top performers in their field. Over time, they were able to create a level of success that many of us hope to achieve. And this show is here to give you some insight into what it took them to get there. In this episode, I think we were able to get right to the point of what this podcast is all about. It's about business and the business that the person has grown. However, it's mainly focused on the personal journey that the person went through to get to where they are today. Um, You know, you go through a lot of different situations that build you into the person you are and the person that you need to be in order to get that level of success that you want. Um, It's all about personal growth. And this is really what this podcast is all about. It's You know, we hear about success very vaguely. You know, we hear that there's a lot of ups and downs and lefts and rights and things that might hit you that you don't expect. But nobody really knows what that means. So this podcast is here to give you examples of what people go through behind the scenes of their business, you know, in their families, in their their personal lives, you know, uh, even in the business, like different problems that they may go through that people don't really hear about. So it's really just a way for people to understand like more in depth of what it takes to reach success or whatever success means to you. So with that said, let's get right into it. Our very first guest is a long-term friend of mine, Mr. Michael James. What's going on, everybody? Mike here is a lawyer based out in Long Island, New York, and he started his own law firm right out of college. How did that go? Um, well, out of law school, yeah. Well, straight out of school. Yeah, I mean, same thing, right? College is not school? Yeah, college is school. College is school. Um, but the lawyer in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had to correct me, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a, that was a, a dream of mine, an interesting experience, to, to say the least. And it was difficult, but also something, you know, when things may be difficult, but when you really want something, you you just you don't think of really about the difficulty. You don't really know how difficult it is while you're in it because you want it so bad. So you want to give me a quick overview of like what your law firm does? Yeah, yeah. so primarily three practice areas: uh, corporate, corporate business, corporate governance, um, transactions, corporate transactions, things of nature. People buying and selling businesses, uh, maintaining their corporations and their their, their companies, mm-hmm. and then we have a, uh, alcoholic beverage licensing practice where we um, obtain um, liquor licenses for hotels, bars, lounges, restaurants, etc. And then the commercial real estate portion uh, of of the of the business where we do we service commercial real estate people looking to buy and sell commercial real estate or at least commercial real estate we service that so we're kind of a one-stop shop for those those type of con- um, business and entrepreneurs that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so who was like uh your first client or, or your first case if you remember uh i remember my first one of my like first real case being uh small things man like eviction mm. and it was like my my childhood's best friend's father. He was like, "Hey, um, I have this tenant giving me problems," <laughs> and I need, you know, I think I went. No, actually, no. Before he gave me the eviction, 
he gave me this case that was um, he couldn't he did a job he's a, he's a contractor he did a job for the lady like a few years ago and he couldn't he never collected the money and he's like hey I want to collect this money if you can collect it you know I'll give you you know like I'll give you something like contingency basically um, now most lawyers when it go after now you probably figured let me give him something to do he's a lawyer um he, he's like a you know let me do something let me give him something um and that was my first case first case i can remember um being significant like okay i gotta figure this out and it was pretty much a, it was a bad case um it was a long time ago so I, he could, probably couldn't even sue um but i did do i do remember doing for me i think i did a good job uh based on what was presented like I, I sent out a good demand letter um lawyer responded i didn't look like a, a complete fool and and i i advised a client you know as to what his rights were and, and the, the chances of going forward so i had like the fundamentals of of being a good um a good lawyer mainly because i knew how to be a better a, a good business person so it, it's not necessarily being a good lawyer but that was part of it but i was a better business person at that point than lawyer so that's what that helped though that experience those experiences helped so that was my first like first case okay interesting um i was wondering like when you said it's a bad case i was just like what you mean like like is like did things go bad with it or was it just like oh no no it was just bad like there was (laughs) you're not gonna win this case and you know it, it was like probably like four years ago that he did the work and then on top of it, when I when I sent the letter, she the the client called back, called me directly, and was like, "Hey, listen, man, um, this guy didn't do the work well. You know, that's why I didn't pay him. He didn't do the work well. Um, he didn't even get the permits to do it. Now this is, you know, I'm learning about construction and, and all these things. I do know you need permits to do some work, right? And he's like, I'm not all up, but I do know that. And she's like, if he wants to go forward, then well, he didn't pull the permits. And, you know, basically she's threatening him. Like, oh, if you want to come after me for this money, then I'll just counter shoot you. That's basically what it is. I'll counter shoot you for the money, and then I'll tell the department, you know, the part, I'll, I'll, you know, rat on you to the department buildings. You didn't get the permits. And, wow. and, and so it was... It was my first time understanding that clients won't tell you the truth all the time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it got, it got, it went from okay, he might not get this money. It's, I don't even think it was a, a large sum of money either, and it was for me. It was just getting the experience. It was just, I wanted, I wanted to. I was hungry for experience. I wanted to just do it. And hey, let me let me do something to understand what I'm I'm in. Um, this I know I wanted to go in this direction, so I have to take what you know what I'm what life is giving me so it was just the experience of it um even though i knew it wasn't the best case but it got worse as it went on it got worse and i had to tell him well listen the lady doesn't want to pay you know she's not gonna pay and um and we and i advised them you know the right way so this is not gonna this may not be the best thing to pursue um, for several reasons, and and he let it go. I, I think he, it was just something he wanted me to get to keep busy on, and that's how it went. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Yeah, it was a lot, but but that's what I wanted. <laughs> that's what I wanted. Yeah, you want that experience. You wanted to really get into it. Yeah, get in, like get into, get into it, like start doing something. Yeah. And start moving. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I this was like one of your first cases. What was what was like 
the time in between, even before that, right? Mm-hmm. What was law school like? Like, where'd you go? Yeah. And what was that experience? What was that whole experience like? Law school. Well, I went to Penn State. Went to Penn State um, out in Happy Valley. Yeah. And um, it wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was happy, but, you know, you're in law school, so it was hard. It was hard. And it was definitely a culture shock. It's not, when I say culture shock, I should clarify. It was culture shock, intellectual shock. Maybe I should say that. It was an intellectual shock. Like you've been, you've been fine all along, but you know you went to college, you did, did well, you, you overcame that because even that in itself was a battle. You know, getting used to college, um, but getting used to law school was. A, it's like they switch it every every school you go to. They switch it, <laughs> and you have to get used to it immediately. Like this pace is fast. You have to read, you know, two three hundred pages this week for class. And be ready in every class to to be questioned on what you read. Wow. Yeah, you gotta be ready. And it was just getting used to. It was an intellectual um, challenge. It was an emotional challenge. It was um, a physical challenge. And and it, it was just all of those sleep and and then. So it was hard getting used to the culture, getting used to the the way in which the material was taught. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, hiding the, the teachers don't tell you. You know, in college they tell you what they what they want you to learn. Mm-hmm. They give you study guides on this is what you should study. Yeah. Law school is I'm not telling you what I'm trying to teach you. I want you to figure it out. Basically, like life. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Basically, yeah. That is that is exactly it. And you have one test at the end of the, uh, of the class, and that's your grade. Jeez. So you never know how you're really doing. You know, college you you can. At the end of the semester, college and high school, and and you know elementary school, all all those other grades, all those um um you know time periods in, in school, you have a, a an indication of where you're going in the class. By the end of it, you know okay, I have to really get you know do well on this test because I may fail it. I need a seventy to get you know just to pass. I need a if I get an eighty, then I'm good. You know, so it, it's not like that in law school. Some classes have midterms, but for the most part, all of them. Um, for the most part, most of them only have one exam, and hey, that's it. So, no assignments in between starting and in the exam. No, you have like legal writing, and you may have you have assignments stuff like that. But for the rest of them, no. Wow. Especially your first year, you don't have towards it. It's just coming to class and participate. They may have a little participation grade, but for the most part, your grade is in attendance. But your your grade is dependent on that that last exam, Jeez. and. And yeah, so you better be ready, man. Okay, so it's just literally just like you go to class, you have to participate in class, and then just study when you're when you're at home and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Study. So you have to, you know, you have to hope you got what what the teacher was trying to teach you. Oh my goodness. One because they're not, you know, like you better hope you got it, and then and then you have to go prepare for next week. So if you you know you come to the end of it and you study groups are helpful, but you come to the end of it and you're trying to make sense of all of it, like. I hope I got everything he was trying to teach me that the nuances of the law and how it's applied and why I'm how he's trying to teach me or she's trying to teach me to think about it. Because when you go to the exam, it's not something that you've necessarily seen before. It's something new. It's a new fact pattern. But you're supposed to apply something, you know, the the, the, the law, the, the rules and the theories that you've learned in class. Yeah. So it's. You're supposed to think differently. Like, it's really thinking differently. Like, okay, how am I, what, what did I learn and how am I supposed to apply it to this new situation? And that's life. Going back to your point, that's yeah. life. Because you always, 
you're always moving, you know, if you're growing, you're moving to new places that you've never been before and only applying the things that you've learned previously to this new situation and saying, how can I overcome this new struggle? Mm -hmm. How can I move through, through this new success? You might have success and say, okay, how do I operate at this level? I've never seen, I've never had this much, much success. How do I just operate the same way or manage it? How do I manage this more responsibility? So it's a, it really is a real, it gets realer at the higher you go, I guess, in, in, in education and, and in school. So yeah, it, it was a it was a smack in the face. And <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's where I went. So that's how it was right, right off the bat, right into your first year. First year. Wow. First year. Matter of fact, I think before we even got there, they were sending us, this is your assignment for the first week. And it's not like college where they give you a syllabus and the first day you expect to just talk. Right, just talk about what you're gonna do in the class. No, the first day we're doing cases. We're, the first day we're working. We are working. You have you know sixty pages, seventy pages to read for that first class, and we're working. And I'm like, okay. Not did you go to syllabus? They expect you to have that down packed already. That syllabus stuff, that book stuff, you gotta have that. That's that's done. That's baby. No, no. Now you we're working. Day so one. it's really like, not even like. It's like two or three steps up from just regular college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yo, I I saw this, this um, it was a quote on, on Instagram. It was like, 18-year-olds uh, are, like, a few months ago, they're expected to, to, to ask to go to <laughs> yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now they have to make life decisions and yeah. stuff like that. So I was yeah. just thinking about that. Like, that's crazy how... They really just throw you into the water in law school rather than, mm -hmm. you know, give you some idea of what to do. They really just, yeah, you know. It's sink or swim. It is. It's sink <clears> or <throat> swim. And that's a funny, that's a funny meme. Yeah, it really is true. Go yeah. from 18 to, you know, ask for, you know, ask for permission for everything to yeah. now you're an adult. And, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And that's how my, I have a whole nother thing on parenting. That's why parenting mm -hmm. is very important um, because, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. That's how it goes, man. You go to law school first year, too. Same thing. Boom. What do you want to do? <laughs> That's crazy. So, all right. You have to have a reason for wanting to become a lawyer. And you have to have a reason just to get through law school. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? what is your reason? Uh, I wanted, I really, I felt that was my calling. Like, the, I saw what being a lawyer was, um, through experience, and and I, I saw the criminal system, and I, I just saw the that part of being a lawyer, and or what lawyers did, and how they they service people, and I thought, you know, you know, I really want to be, I really want to be in that position. Something about the position was very learned. Um, I knew I wanted to do entrepreneur, like want to be in business, and I said, the. I seen saw lawyers that were in business for themselves, and, and then they could also help clients and help help their community. And something about that said, I want to do that. That's that's really what I. And you, it was challenging too, intellectually. I felt like um, it was challenging, and I can't lie. I mean, I thought about the. It's funny to say job security. There's no real job mm -hmm. security, but I didn't really. I did think about it, but at the same time, I thought about the prestige of the position and and the fact that you know you can live a good life. I, I thought it was it was a great opportunity, and I I think my ambitions my ambitions were always set high, and I thought naturally that was like okay, that's something I really want to do. Wow! So, is something you always wanted to do? Or? Nah, no. When did no, you no. make that that transition? So I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. 
Okay. I knew that. So I went to school. Why'd you always want to be an entrepreneur? Like, I was just, well, so let's step back. I'm, I was always entrepreneurial. I always, you know, always, I had a few companies when I was in my teenage teenage years. Cell phone repair. When sidekicks were popping, yeah, I had like a whole thing with sidekicks, man. I, I'm so mad that they, but that was my first lesson. Yeah. Le- knowing that, you know, times will change and your business has to change or, you know, it may be a business for this time. Um, but where this entrepreneurial um, spirit and, and background comes from, my, my grandfather and my grandmother uh, were entrepreneurs. Really? Yeah. Um, on, on my dad's side. My mom. My dad's an entrepreneur. His all his siblings, most yeah, all of them are, or most of them, I'd say it's twelve of them. So it's like, like at least like nine or ten of them that are entrepreneurs. Um, so my mom is very heavy. You know, she even has an entrepreneur um, way about her. And, and but she taught me a lot more about money, and managing money, um, in that in that sense. Um, when my dad, he taught me about working hard and, and being entrepreneurial. So that com- combination, and they're both teachers. So. You know, it's easy to be a student in a house with two teachers. <laughs> it's very easy. I guess I was just like, um, I was just a student, trained to be a student. So I, I felt I was like naturally called it to do it, though. Like not not anything, you know, oh, specifically, you have to be an entrepreneur. The, the, actually, the opposite. My parents didn't want me to be, like, they didn't want me to study business. They thought that that was like. So your mom taught you about money yeah. and your dad was an entrepreneur his parents were entrepreneurs yeah and they did not want you to be that yeah so that's the funny part you know and and i if you read the book uh the millionaire next door they tip that's exactly what um immigrant parents do like they're typical they come here they they my parents are from jamaica so they immigrated here first mm-hmm. generation right um they come here they made a good life for themselves so that we can go to school and be doctors or you know like be these big big um, you know, these secure, secure the professions, right? Yeah. So when we, when I go ahead and say, no, no I want to do exactly what you're doing. You know, like I want to go and, and be a bit, I want to be an entrepreneur. That it's it's like, no, you know, we came here for, you can do better. And, and but for what, what they didn't realize is that um, now I'm going and actually studying what he, you've been doing informally. My dad is a, is a, is a um, he did biology and he did theology by trade. That's what he went to school for. So he, he, none of them actually went to school for business, exactly. Um, my mom is a teacher by trade, right? I think I said that. So masters, they have their degrees and stuff like that. But none of them, like, I, went, I wanted to actually study it. I wanted, like, it was a craft to me. I wanted to actually study it. And, of, but here's the thing. When, back in, back, I'm like, age, like I'm old. <laughs> um, but, like, you're like, dang, I'm saying back now? Um, but, but when I went to college, Saying you're going to school to study business, like I'm gonna be an entrepreneur, that was not as nice and and sexy as it is now. Like it, it wasn't as oh yeah, you're gonna be an entrepreneur. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur now. But when I did that 10, 10 close to twelve, fifteen years ago maybe, um, it was it was like, what are you doing? What yeah. do entrepreneurs do? You know, like that. That's what. What's going on? And you're going to study this, like as a degree. It was basically like you go to study like some random degree. So I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I'm gonna do that. And in that process, um, actually before that, before that, I decided I really want to do do law. 
but I knew I want, I want to do business first. Like I knew it. I was like, if I do business, I have, for me, that was something to fall back on. Like I'll do business and I'll, I'll put the two together with the law and I'll be like this business lawyer. <laughs> that's what I'll do. You know, like that's, that was my goal because I love business so much. And I knew like, okay, I could be a lawyer for business people because if the business, I mean, you, you need a good lawyer, you need a lawyer, right? The business may not, you know, your business could go up, go down, whatever the case is, but you need a lawyer at some point. So, so I said, let me do that. That's what I want to do. That's when I figured out. So my second year of college is when I figured out I wanted to do business. And I, after that, I just went full, full throttle, did the business. Right after that, I did. Um, I went straight to law school, and then I went straight into opening <laughs> opening the law firm. It seems like I don't take a break. So, What, what was uh, the time between you graduating and starting that law firm? Like... What did you do? Okay. So, oh, 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 so yeah, after, so during my last year, I just started reading. My last year of college, I was really, I was interning at, at a um, at a law firm doing externship, pretty much. But I was also reading up any book I can. I found the Bible mm. of starting your own law firm. I found the, like, I was networking and, and trying to see, you know, who knows what. And wh- what should I be knowing? What should I be doing? to to um to get ready for this journey um how many people i studied other people who have done it before me i found that tribe of people who are doing it who have done it i looked at their stories looked at what they did wrong what they did right recommendations how i think i want to do it and i just thought on it i just really thought on it and i said i'm gonna do it you know regardless of what um the the most depressing not depressing but the most um demoralizing i don't even know a good good bad word to put there but the most demoralizing um time period was when i had studied i think everything i I thought i knew like i was at that point i think i was reading things i saw the same articles i'd already read i i I was i was was recycling things at that point i was recycling things and i said all right i have everything i read all the books i have everything there's nothing more i can really read at this point and still you know function i have enough to work with work with so the most demoralizing point part of it was when I graduated, I studied for the bar. That kept me busy. I took the bar. Now I waited for the results. Now, you know, some of my classmates, they have jobs. So they can go work. They can go work in the meantime. They're making money um, while they're waiting for the results. Um, I'm there, you know, waiting for the results because I need the results. to. I need to pass. <laughs> One, I need to pass in order to open this law firm. I can't work. I can't really, you know, do much, so I'm just there. So you were already planning on starting a law firm from even before you graduated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do it. And, yeah, that's the goal. And it's like four years later, and it's like, oh, shoot, you know, I, I did it. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. It's crazy. I think that's really, like, I think it's a dope story, just preparing yourself to start this 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 law firm, this journey. Yeah. Well, you were on the journey and Thank you were preparing you. to start the law firm, and I think it was dope. All right, so I want to flash back real quick, right? Mm-hmm. What was your childhood like? Childhood. Childhood was, was uh, I'd say, I don't know. I don't even know how to put it. It was eventful. It was eventful. It was great, though. It was very great. In a sense, looking back now, I can say, like, okay, I really did have a good childhood. And now that you you can compare it to people, mm-hmm. too, they say, like, oh, put your problems out there. If everybody put their problems out there, you'd grab yours back first, like, real quick. 
and it's true i think i have to be thankful for the, the child I, I i had and, and both my parents were there and and um they worked hard to to provide for us and give us certain liberties in life and, and i have to be thankful for that and it's, it's most of what i was taught you know i don't think they would purposely like i said like they didn't want me to do business i don't think they were purposely um n- purposely teaching me certain lessons well actually I, i'm lying i think they were because I, I know they were teaching me certain lessons but i think some of the lessons that they they taught me like my, my dad probably i tell them some some things all the time they don't remember things um but the the lessons that i was taught were very impactful very important to who i am so if 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 um i'd say it was great because the product for me i think i you know i'm, I'm great <laughs> i think I've, I've done well so uh I, i'd say it was amazing um, for what it was, I, I don't think I could actually anything else. Mm. So, in terms of school, right? Were you good, bad at it? I wasn't. I wasn't the best. So I was. Yeah, I wasn't the best. Um, I get in trouble. Uh, I would. I would. Uh, I get decent grades. We. I don't know how. Honestly, I get decent grades. Uh, elementary, elementary, and middle school, kind of like the problem kid. Not like too much of a problem, not nothing like that. But yeah, I was, I was given problems, and in high school, I wasn't really getting why. You know, it, I think it was no purpose for me. There was no real why am I doing this again? You mm-hmm. know, like well, tell me. I understand I'm supposed to learn these things and and it's, it's like those questions that kids like why am I learning this and it's because you're supposed to and and that really was that doesn't help if you just oh you're supposed to learn this but why just just you can tell me some there's something that can connect it you know um and a lot of things that we we I've learned yeah some of the things will help it's cool to learn it but I didn't need it <laughs> you know it's I didn't need it Mm-hmm. To move forward to where where I'm supposed to go or where I'm, I'm ultimately ended up, but it does make you a well-rounded person. I'd say that. Um, but for me at that time, it was there was no I didn't understand what this was about, and I, I think that was the case. And I was I'm a very um, hands-on or visual learner and things of that nature, and I wasn't engaged, so I just had to do it because I had to do it. But it wasn't really something that I was excelling at, and that when I realized. So when I was in high school, uh, well, actually in college, when I switched my major, I, uh, I was in college, when I, I first went to college, I was a medical technology student. Again, I wasn't engaged that much. I was trying because obviously I want to put my best foot forward in, in a sense, but I really, the, the material wasn't me. But when I switched, when I switched my major, it was, and I under, and I got a purpose behind it, I was waiting, you know, like straight A's, like literally. So... It was for school. School with me it was, it was about purpose and and just understanding what what I was, why I was doing it, not what I was doing, because I could do it. But it was, but if I had a why behind it, I'd just do better. And I just not have a why. So that was that was it. It was cool though. I passed. <laughs> it's yeah, <still> yeah. good. <laughs> I think that's important to to really understand that you know when you have a why behind something, then you you really put your all into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and nobody can really stop you. Yeah. So, that's dope. That's yeah. dope that that you really found your why in in the middle of school. I think it's important because yeah. that kind of saved you. It did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, man, it really did. It did. So, did you have any uh any like people that you 
looked up to when you were growing up? Maybe like your parents, yeah, like yeah, your uncles, something like that. Oh, oh yeah, I have my like older cousins um, that I look up to and come home, and you know, I definitely look up to them and stuff like that. But I guess I was, I, I, yeah, that was pretty much it. I had older, like older, um, like people in my church, mm-hmm. like guys in my church that that were like older brothers to me and things of that nature, and would, would like teach me stuff and stuff like that. Um, but they weren't they they weren't people I looked up to as far as like oh I want to be you know successful like I just want to be cool like them you yeah. know like that's what it was about at that age I want to be cool like these guys man these are cool guys I like you know it was the best time of my life like yo it was really cool and and I get to hang out with these older you know the older these older guys who took me under their wing like yeah I'm gonna teach you how to do X Y and Z and that's important though that that mentorship and that that brotherhood that was important um, but obviously. When they're like six, I'm, I'm like 13 and they're 16, they can't teach me a whole lot about life. They're teaching me just what they know, which is at that point still, still great to know what you know. You're three years ahead of me, so that was it. But did you mean like any people, like old, like famous yeah, anybody, people? Anybody, matter. Yeah. So that, at that point, I didn't really have a famous person I looked up to. Okay. I didn't have like oh or like an ultra like oh I want to be like this guy right. Until yeah. go ahead. I was just saying, you know, a lot of people, not everybody has a famous person. Some people look up to their parents. Yeah. Which is why I was asking, you know, maybe you have a parent, but you said your cousins, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, parents, I, I think that's like a, well, no, for me, I was like, yeah, of course, I, I love my parents, and I, I look I looked up to them. I, I think I want to, you still, you always want to achieve, like, if they're like functioning adults. <laughs> like, I need to achieve that. But at that age, I'm not really looking at, oh, I need to be a functioning adult. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not what I'm thinking about. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah like, like, that's not your dream. I'm like, not thinking about that. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not looking up to them. I'm like, okay, I'm be a kid forever. They're going to take care of me. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you get older. When you really, like, at this age, now I look up to them. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, wow. It hits you like, oh, yeah. I understand everything that yeah. you're going through right now. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like one of those, you appreciate it the older you get. So, but the, I'll tell you, I did look up to, my mom gave me a book, um, Gifted Hands mm. by Ben Carson. I don't know. It was somewhere, some, at some point in my, my like preteen, teenage years. And I remember being like, okay, I want to be a neurosurgeon. Like, I want to be like Ben Carson. That's what I want to be like. Because I felt like he, like we, we, had similar backgrounds. We came from his his mother. You know, like he came from a broken home. Not that I came from one, but he came, um, he came from a a, a, a disadvantaged background. That's us. He came from a disadvantaged background, um, struck a hard upbringing, and it was harder than mine. And that's what I was like. Damn, he could he could do that. You know, like why? Well, what's my excuse? Mm-hmm. And it was a good good thing. That's probably the only book I really read. Like during my my my. <laughs> Teenagers, like I wanted to read, or I chose to read it for some odd reason. I wanted to read that book, and I always from then I was like, I want to be a neurosurgeon. Like I really want to do that. That never materialized. After that's why I started studying. You know, in college I started with medical technology. I thought, okay, I'm gonna start with this to see how I do, and it just wasn't for me. I just it was just like, no, this is not for me. And it was very like my parents were disappointed when my I think my dad more so when I switched from medical. He's like, you're not gonna do that. I'm like, no, I don't really. I don't really want to do. I don't really want to do that. Um, so, yeah, to do business, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to do to be an entrepreneur, and you can, you can imagine their horror. Yeah. So that was part one. I didn't want to go too long with this first one. Um, it was an hour long conversation, so I just decided to just cut it up. 
part two will be coming next week. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, please follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to. And we definitely have more to come. So please be on the lookout. And it means a lot that you took your time to listen. So I appreciate that. Thank you.